Ashley Brock here, really reading Dolores Fawson's book, Grayson, Chapter 13. Next week, the time of Eve's pregnancy results should have been the last thing on Grayson's mind, but he was having a hard time pushing it aside. The dark blue car is the one following us? Eve asked. She apparently wasn't thinking baby tests, either. She had her attention on the vehicle behind them. Yeah, wasn't right on their tail, but the blue car had stayed several vehicles back and had made the last three turns that Grayson had had taken. Can you see the driver? She asked. No. The noon sun was catching the tint of the windows at the wrong angle, and Grayson couldn't even tell how many people there were in the car. Heck, he wasn't positive they were be even being followed. So, Grayson did a test of his own. Without signaling, he took a right turn so quickly that the driver behind him honked. But Grayson got his answer. The blue car made the same turn. What now? There was a tremble in Eve's voice, and it had been that way since she'd spoken to her doctor, but now it was heavy with concern. We drive to SAPD headquarters as planned. Grayson only hoped the car followed them into the parking lot so he could confront this moron. Of course, he didn't want to do that with Eve around, but maybe he could get her inside the headquarters building first. Grayson made his way through the side streets and spotted the SAPD parking lot just ahead. He pulled in, heading straight toward the drop-off that would put Eve just a few yards from the front door. The driver didn't turn, Eve relayed. A glance in the rearview mirror verified that. Maybe this idiot hadn't wanted to risk arrest, but that didn't mean he wouldn't follow them when they left. Grayson would have to take extra precautions. He damn sure didn't want someone trying to shoot out their tires again. I'll park and be inside in a minute, Grayson told Eve, and was thankful she didn't argue with him about that. The instant he came to a stop, Eve hurried inside the building. Nate was there, just inside the door, waiting for her, and Grayson caught a glimpse of Nate pulling her into his arms for a hug. It was ironic. His brothers had always loved Eve, had always thought of her as part of the family. How would they react if it turned out that she was indeed pregnant with his child? Grayson groaned. Maybe the better question was, how would he react? Well, next week he'll know, but then he'd hopefully have Nine Amanda's killer behind bars and would be able to have some time to think this all through. He parked and went inside to join Eve and Nate, who were watching for him in the reception area. Eve said, someone was following you? Nate asked, yeah, but he apparently got cold feet. I got a description, but not the plates. <clears throat> Nate's forehead bunched up. When you get ready to take Eve back to the ranch, I'll have one of the cruisers accompany you. That should deter anyone from following or launching another attack. You'd think, but this investigation was twisting and turning too much for Grayson's liking. He just wanted it to end so that Eve could be safe. Sebastian Collier is already here, Nate announced leading them through the headquarters toward the interview rooms. Claudia and Annabelle are on the way. Did they get you, uh, did they give you any hassle about coming? Eve asked. The flat look on that look Nate gave her indicated that Claude says he'll sue us for harassment. Grayson figured the man would use that threat, but if the DNA proved that Nina was his biological child, then that might get SAPD authorization for a search warrant to start going through not just the Collier estate, but Claude and Sebastian's financials. After all, someone had paid off Leon Ames, and Grayson was betting it was a Collier.
Unfortunately, if they use cash, then the financial records might be a dead end. Even I can watch through the two-way mirror in the adjacent room. Nate suggested. Both Grayson and he looked at Eve, and she opened her mouth, probably to argue. Give yourself a break from the stress, Grayson told her, and dropped his gaze to her stomach. Her eyes widened, and just like that, she nodded. Yeah, it was a dirty trick, considering she might not even be pregnant, but there was no reason for her to go a second round with his pack of jackals. Just being in the same room with them spiked his blood pressure. Nate maneuvered them through the maze of halls till they reached the interview room, and he took Eve next door. Sebastian was seated, but he didn't offer the smile and warm welcome that he had earlier. I'm assuming this is important, Sebastian asked. Everything about his body language revealed his impatience and annoyance. His face was tight, and his breath was coming out in short bursts. It's important, Grayson assured him. He didn't sit. He wanted to stand so he could violate Sebastian's personal space and make him even more uncomfortable. Did you have someone follow me a few minutes ago? Please, Sebastian stretched out the syllables. I have better things to do, like last-minute shopping. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. He stared at them, and then he mumbled a profanity under his breath. Look, I don't know why I'm suddenly a suspect, but I did nothing wrong. You lied to me. The staring match continued, and Sebastian was the first to look away. More profanity came. About two weeks ago, Nada Manny called me and asked to meet her. She claimed she was my long-lost sister. The timing was suspicious because her call came less than 24 hours after my father found out he was dying. Grayson reserved judgment on the suspicious part. Did you mate with her? Yes, at a hotel in downtown San Antonio. I didn't believe her. I thought she was running a scam. But because I didn't want her upsetting my father, I was prepared to pay her off. Then, my father showed up, and after they argued, Nina ran out. Well, that explained Annabelle's pictures. How did your father know about the meeting? Nina called him, too. I guess she figured if she couldn't get the money from me, then she'd get it from my father. Something about this didn't sound right. If Nina wanted money, why did she run off after the so-called argument? Because she was a drug addict? Lying little witch. Because she was a drug addict? Lying little witch. Someone said from the doorway. It was Claude, and Annabelle was by his side. Both looked about as thrilled to be there as Sebastian was. Sebastian got to his feet. You should sit, Father. I don't intend to be here that long. Claude fired back. My attorney is on the way, and I've already put a call into the mayor. I will not be treated like a common criminal. He aimed that remark in a accompanying glare at Grayson. Besides, Claude isn't well enough for this, Annabelle added. The words were right, but the emotion didn't quite make it to her eyes. No glare for her, but she did look uncomfortable. A woman is dead, Grayson stated, looking at Claude. She was last seen alive with your son and your former employee. That employee tried to kill me and the woman who photographed Nina Manning. He paused. Or maybe I should call the dead woman Sophia Collier. Lover. Claude's voice boomed through the hall and with his index finger pointed at Grayson. He stepped into the room. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. That piece of trash has no blood of mine in her. Grayson chuckled. Your ex-wife thought differently. She believed Nina was Sophia. Annabelle huffed. 
Now there was real emotion. Of course Cecilia would believe that. She's mentally unstable, you know. She is, Sebastian agreed. Grayson glanced at Claude to see if he had a comment about his ex, but Claude's jaw was so tight that Grayson figured he wasn't capable of speaking. Grayson made a mental note to do some digging to see if Cecilia was indeed suffering from any form of mental illness. Since Nana's paternity is in question, we needed the DNA sample from you, Grayson told Claude, which I gave. Claude spat out, but there's no test that will convince me that she was my Sophia. Your son must have thought it was at least possible, Grayson disputed, because he met with her again at the charity rodeo. I didn't meet with her, Sebastian insisted. I already told you she was there with Leon. I simply ran into them. Grayson just looked at them, waiting for an explanation he could actually believe, because he didn't buy the running into them story. His stony look didn't stop with just Sebastian either. When Grayson let his intense stare stay on Annabelle, her breath began to tremble, and she actually dropped back a, dropped back a step, probably because she thought she was about to be outed about the memory disk she'd given him. And Grayson considered it, but if, if either Sebastian or Claude was the killer, then that might make Annabelle the next victim. There was a soft knock. Since the door was still open, Grayson didn't have any trouble seeing who'd made the sound. Cecilia. She was holding her leather purse in front of her like a shield, and she looked at them as if trying to figure out what was going on. Grayson knew how she felt. By any chance, were you the one who followed Miss Warner and me? Grayson asked. Yes, and Cecilia didn't hesitate either. I wanted to see if you'd run to Clyde and tell him everything I said to you. She gave a smug nod. But instead you ordered him to come here. Did he deny it? Cecilia asked, sighting her venomous glance at Claude. Claude had some venom of his own. The veins on his forehead and neck started to bulge. If you're talking about the woman claiming to be Sophia, of course I denied it. She wasn't our daughter. I told you that I did a DNA test, Cecilia said between clenched teeth. A test that could have been faked, Sebastian interrupted. You're so eager to find your long-lost daughter that you're willing to believe anything. I think nothing, and neither did Sophia. Cecilia was so angry now that she was shaking, and she opened her purse, snatched something from it. Something encased in a plastic Ziploc bag. She slapped it onto the table. Grayson walked closer to see what it was. He expected a photo or something else that might shed light on this, but it was a diamond bracelet. Grayson frowned. Is this connected to the investigation? It is, Cecilia pointed to Annabelle. She gave the bracelet to Sophia as a bribe to get her to leave. Annabelle, Sebastian, and Claude all disagreed, and they weren't quiet about it either. I've never seen that bracelet before, Annabelle insisted. She reached for the bag, but Cecilia snagged her wrist. Sophia said you gave it to her and demanded that she sell it and use the money to get out of town. I sold it up because I'm betting the police can find your DNA on it. Maybe, but that wouldn't prove anything other than perhaps Annabelle had told him another lie. It didn't mean she was a killer. How did you get the bracelet? Grayson asked Cecilia. With that one simple que question, the room fell silent and all eyes were on Cecilia. Cecilia lifted her chin as if, it insult if insulted by the implication of the question. When Sophia came to my house, she had the bracelet with her, said it was... A bribe from Annabelle. She also said she was scared, that she thought Annabelle would kill her if she didn't leave town and not try to stake a claim to her rightful inheritance. 
it's only a rightful claim if she was my sister, Sebastian tossed her. And she wasn't. That started up another round of accusations, and Cecilia was loud and liberal with the name-calling, especially the name she called Annabelle. Shut up! Grayson practically yelled, and he turned back to Cecilia. Why would Sophia leave the bracelet with you? Cecilia didn't jump to answer that. In fact, she swallowed hard. She didn't say exactly, but I think she knew something bad was going to happen to her. I think she wanted me to have it, so I could prove that Annabelle was her killer. Annabelle gasped and caught on the Grayson's arm. Oh, she didn't kill her, I... But she didn't finish, and the grip she had on his arm melted away. Oh, I didn't kill her, she repeated. Sebastian moved closer, as if checking to make sure Annabelle was okay. When his attention came back to Cecilia, his eyes were now, Mother, why don't you tell the sheriff about your association with Leo, Leon Ames? Association? Cecilia pulled back shoulders. I don't know what you mean. Really? Sebastian challenged. He walked toward his mother. Slow, calculating steps. Leon visited you often. In fact, he visited you in the past week. Cecilia didn't deny it, and when she tried to look away, Grayson got right in her face. Is it true? The woman finally nodded, prompting an I told you so of from Sebastian. Neither Annabelle nor Claude seemed surprised with Cecilia's mission, which meant that they had likely known. Leon was my friend. Cecilia's voice was practically a whisper. Friend. That was an interesting relationship, especially considering Leon worked for Claude. Of course, it didn't mean he hadn't been secretly working for Cecilia as well. Since Grayson believed that Leon had likely killed Nina, now he had to figure out who had given the man orders to kill. Leon was your lover and would have done anything for you, Sebastian accused. He was smirking, smirking when he looked at Grace. My mother has an affinity for associating with low lives. That's probably why she was so eager to believe that woman when she claimed she was Sophia. That put some fire back into Cecilia, and she opened her mouth, probably to verbally blast her son into the next county, but a sound stopped her. A gasp. Not just an ordinary gas, either. It was as if all the air switched out of Claude's lung. Sebastian, Claude managed to say, a split second before he clamped his hands to the sides of his head and dropped to the floor. End of chapter 13.